On Good Friday, it is impossible to escape Jesus's body. At St. Peter's this Lent, we have been exploring our connection with, disconnection from, and reconnection to our bodies. Several of us have shared the ways in which our bodies have been severed from us by racism, heteronormativity, diet culture, and more. We shared how we have been able to find goodness and wholeness in our bodies. And for those who have come along on that journey, we have found healing and integration. Today, however, Christ's body is broken, and we are reminded once again that all is not well with the world. Not even the body of the one sent to save us is safe in this world. Why do we remember this day at all? It can be so painful to sit here, to watch Judas turn Jesus over to the Roman authorities, to hear about Peter, who was named by Jesus as the rock on which he would build the church, to denying he even knew Jesus three times, to recognize the utter confusion of the day, from the garden to the court of the high priest, to Pilate's headquarters, to the streets of Jerusalem, to Golgotha. And when Jesus gets there, you realize he is alone, the one who was followed by his loyal disciples, who was greeted by crowds, who hung on his words and soaked up his miraculous power, was crucified alone. The only people left watching were the beloved disciple and four women, Jesus's mother, his aunt, Mary the wife of Clopas, and Mary Magdalene. They watched him die, saw his side pierced by the Roman guard to make sure he was dead. It must have been brutal to watch. We heard tonight from Isaiah about the suffering servants. This passage has been interpreted by the church as prophesying the suffering, crucifixion, and the ultimate victory of Jesus. It is part of a series of servant songs in Isaiah and provides much of the language those of us who grew up in the church are used to hearing in association with Jesus's crucifixion. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was a lamb led to the slaughter. He shall bear their iniquities. He bore the sins of many. Isaiah forces us to continue to look at the broken body of Jesus and identify ourselves in relation to it. In verse four, Surely he has borne our infirmities and carried our diseases. This reminds us that Jesus, as the enfleshed word of God, has personally experienced the difficulties that come with our human form. He knows loss, having mourned his friend Lazarus's death. He identifies with the marginalized, having engaged in an extensive dialogue with a Samaritan woman at a well. He knows hunger, 
having cursed a fig tree for not bearing fruit. He knows the limits of a human body. Verse 5 continues, He was wounded for our, our transgressions, and by his bruises we are healed. Jesus was a prophet in his time, the one who spoke truths about the commonwealth of God that the Roman Empire did not want to hear. That the ones who are blessed are the poor, the ones who mourn, the merciful, and the peacemaker. This is the transgressive world he was wounded and killed in the defense of. The idea that we are healed by the bruises of the suffering servant is a really hard one for me to dig into. I struggle with the idea that God sent his son to be beaten and bruised and killed because it was the only way to save us humans from our sinful selves. So as I ruminated on this particular phrase, I reflected on the abandonment of Jesus by all but a very few people, and not even the ones named as his closest disciples. I wondered, could part of the healing power of his bruises be in the realization by his community of disciples and friends that the total breaking through of God's kingdom could only be complete in a community dedicated to one another and to the truth that Jesus offers? That through his bruises, we see what the cost is to one man for speaking the truth about God's commonwealth. Could we do better as a community? The reading from Hebrews gives us a glimpse into how this story continues. We learn that Jesus has gone from being questioned by the high priest to being the high priest himself. We are reminded that Jesus experienced the same testing that we experience and that he was saved from death. Because of this, we can approach the throne of grace with boldness. With boldness. We can be bold and ask for God's commonwealth and act for God's commonwealth because of Jesus' death and resurrection. We are assured that even on Good Friday, we are not alone. Even though Jesus was abandoned, and felt so abandoned that God even felt far away. We are reminded that we are never alone. Even in times of doubt, confusion, pain, uncertainty, and loss of faith, we are not ever left without God or without Jesus. To know this, we need to listen to and for God. This is what Jesus does. In Hebrews 5, 8, we read that Jesus learned obedience through what he suffered. The Latin word, root word contained within obedience, obedere, I think, means to listen or to pay attention to. And we are able to be obedient to God and true to our calling when we listen deeply to God. We are being called to a holy listening on Good Friday. 
This listening is done with the entirety of our fleshly and souled bodies. We are God's good and holy creation and need to listen fully to God, to ourselves and to our world. We need to pay attention to the world around us, to the ways in which we ignore the ones Jesus called blessed, the poor, the hungry, the peacemakers, and reward instead the ones already in power. We need to listen to Jesus's body and build a community that would bring God's commonwealth into the world and attend to the needs of each other. And we need to listen to the words of Mary, the mother of Jesus, one of the very few who stayed watching until the end. When she learned she would be the one to give birth to Jesus, the Son of God, she spoke into the world a vision of God's kingdom that scatters the proud, brings down the powerful, and fills the hungry with good things. This is the world that God calls us to create. Today, as we face the body of Christ and see how it was bruised, battered, pierced, flogged, and killed because of the challenge his kingdom posed to the kingdom of his day and the kingdom of our day, let us ask these questions and carry them with us into Easter. How are our bodies bruised? By ourselves and by others? How do we bruise other bodies with words and actions? How can we do better as a body of Christ? Soon, after we pray through Psalm 22, we will pray the Good Friday Solemn Collects. This series of prayers lifts up to God the concerns of the church for the world. While not confessional in nature, they remind us that we are responsible for ourselves, to each other, for our social order, and for our world. These are bold prayers. As we pray, I invite you to embody the reading from Hebrews and approach the throne of grace with boldness so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. God's commonwealth depends on it. Amen.